0: Continuing with our explanation of the Mishnah in Tainus about the five things that happened to us on Tammuz and the five things that happened on Tishabav, and understanding there's a process that's why the three weeks are called the Beta Matsorim. There's a process happening over here um, of destruction of the revelation of Hashem in our world, like we spoke about destruction of the conceptual revelation destruction of its practical and physical manifestation so we discussed the 3 out of the 5 earlier we're going to focus now on the final 2 of those so the anishpashtamus apostamus burnt the sefer torah and Tishabov the Romans captured Betar the connection between those is like we spoke out that until the burning of the Torah no one could think no one could get into their mind you know what I'm going to destroy the Torah you know what I'm going to raise my hand against the Torah this is Devar Hashem and even amongst the Goiim it was known now the Torah of course there is its direct most obvious most blatant aspect which is the Torah scroll itself and then there is where the Torah scroll lives which is the Torah Shabalpeh, the oral law it lives in the hearts uh, in its full sense of the word it lives in the hearts and the minds of the Jewish people means there is the Torah scroll itself the physical Torah scroll and then the the other half of that is that Torah being found in Klaus And so, a postmus who could raise his hand to burn a safer Torah, so that conceptually was the beginning of the destruction of the Torah, ultimately, the full, full manifestation of that being on Tisha B'Av with the capture of Beitar, the Gimoran Gitten, and Avnun Chesamud Aleph describes. That Betar had innumerable number of schools where children were learning, learning Torah. Of course, it gives numbers that are obviously meant to be an exaggeration because uh, there's there's not there's not that many. Uh, number one, the numbers are um, all very in the four hundred that there were four hundred. Bote Knesset and inside of base knesses there were 400 de Tinokos, and each one of them had 400 uh, boys sitting in front of him learning, so obviously that's, uh, you know, that would be 64 million boys, so, the Gemara is not meant to be taken literally, but it's clearly coming to tell us that the numbers were were astonishing this is this is which means this is the transmission this is the place where we have the transmission of the Torah to the next generation to the to the, to the children to the to the young members of Colossal and this is how it's going to get passed down and says that the Romans overpowered them and wrapped them up in their scrolls and burnt them so obviously a tremendous parallel to Aposmos burning the Sefer Torah, that's the Torah Shebech Sav, now the Romans taking it to its natural conclusion, if you can burn a safer Torah, then you can burn the Jewish people who have the safer Torah in their hearts, that the specialness of these children is the fact that they are vessels that contain the Torah inside of them. That was the other tragedy that befell us. Of course, immediately following the kurban of Beitar, um, either during the destruction of Betar, or immediately there following both, um, the 12,000 pairs of Zalmidim of Rabbi Akiva died. These were the people that were meant to transmit the Torsha of Baal Peh. to the future generations. They died. And the Gemara that we have who says they died of Ascara, but like we've mentioned in the past, the Gusa uh, that some of the Gaonum bring down is that they actually died from the Shmad, meaning from the Roman persecution, which makes sense. The Romans made terrible decrees following the Bar Kokhba Rebellion to punish. The Jews for the rebellion, and, and most specifically Rabbi Akiva, who was a um, major supporter of Bar Kokhba, so it makes sense that the Talmud of Rabbi Akiva would be, would be killed by the Romans. And of course, we've explained it before that the two gear souls are not a stira, um, but one is explaining the Pnimius Hadavar, and one's explaining the Chitzonius Hadavar. Um, no, this is not the place to go into that. And then finally we have the erection of the idols in the pacesa Migdish. That's what ha- that was the fifth thing that happened on Shvassava Tammuz. and the plowing up of the temple mound, which happened on Tishabov. So, again, the putting up an idol in the base of Migdish is a concealment of, it's a rejection, a denial of Hashem's presence in this world. Uh, this is not the house of Hashem, House of V'sholem, to think such things, but this is what the Roshah was saying, that this is not the house of Hashem. Hashem is not here. There is an idol who can be here, who can run the show. And... Uh, And once a person says that, so then the ultimate progression of that is to completely deny that Hashem has a house down here in the world, to deny that house, to not only destroy that house, but to uproot it, plow it over, hide it, and conceal it from ever having been here, that is the... Fifth thing that befell us, Antishabov, Oi L'Anu The more we cry over it, we know the Chassam Sofer used to gather his tears in preparation for Tuav, and he would drink those tears at his Suda of Because this year we shouldn't have a. A tish above of mourning, but it should be a moyad, like the Navi says, it should be a, a day of happiness, joy. But nonetheless, right now, where we are in a state of Hurbun, with these five things that befell us on Shvasar and now there begins a, pro- a progression, a development from Shvasar the beginning, to Tish above the end we have to cry every day, we have to think about these things, and we have to realize how all these, these are the ways that Hashem is hidden in the world. And as a result of this, we have all the other tragedies that are happening all around us. And the more we cry over it, the more we fix it, and we make it that there shouldn't be other days of Avelus, and they should all turn to joy, that is Hashem.